there's an impact such as the state and quality of our we, of our relationship, of our interpersonal connection gets impacted by a substance that one person's like, no, no, no. Like I, I just love my two or three cocktails at nighttime. Another person's like, I don't love to be around you when you're having your two or three cocktails at nighttime. And then that can be a really hard place. That can also be, if the person is willing, a big entry point to go into to be like, what are you seeking inside of getting another drink or a drink at all? Like, what are you actually wanting? Oh, I'm wanting like a state change. I'm wanting to feel better. If the partners are willing, then it's like, okay, well, can we just explore this a little more and find ways that we can still get that relief for you or that state change, but not have it be about something that actually disconnects us. Welcome to The Art of We, the podcast where we explore how committed partnerships can be potent vehicles for fully delivering our gifts to the world. Hi, I'm Krista Vanderveer, a seasoned consultant and executive coach. And I'm Dr. Will Vanderveer, a leader and educator in integrative mental health and wellness. As husband and wife and business partners, we keep learning that the key to maximizing our authenticity and impact in the world lies inside the health, security, and depth of our relationship. On this show, we'll pull back the curtains to share lessons, insights, and practices from our own marriage and professional careers that help us thrive. If you're a leader, founder, or overachiever, and you want to leverage your relationships for personal and collective growth, then you're in the right place. Welcome everyone to the Art of We podcast. This is episode number 67. We're so glad you joined us. We are going to break down a question from a listener this morning. Krista, would you like to summarize what our listener asked about? Sure. So the question is basically, what's the difference between values and agreements? And it's an interesting conversation because they're actually really connected and there's actually a lot of possibility inside of this conversation. So it seems like she's asking about values in her partnership, like what values they hold together. This is also a relevant conversation to any entity that has values. So a company, an organization, friendships. Mm -hmm. Let's just start with defining values in a certain way. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of different definitions, but the way I'm relating to them is that they're beliefs, principles, or philosophies about how you want to do life. Let's say in this case, it's a, it's a couple. Like we care about being honest. We care about having an impact. We care about being good for the environment. So they're like guiding principles for how and why we do things. And so those are great to have. I think it's really important for a couple to be aligned about that. I mean, obviously it's also okay to everybody have their own values. Why don't we start with that? Because I think that's how people right, begin the process of making two universes be one when, when two people get together in a, in a personal partnership, whether it's friendship or intimate partnership. I think one of the things that we've found really useful is the idea of supporting one another in our individual values inside of a partnership. For example, one person might be really switched on and excited about fitness, let's say. And the other person's not necessarily all about fitness, physical fitness. And maybe the other partner geeks out about how to be very savvy and responsible with money, right? But the other partner's not really that into studying up on that or getting really interested in it. So 
or they like to actually spend a lot of money. Or that. <laughs> and then you get polarized. Probably one person who's spending a lot of money, the other person is freaking out about it. So they get even more solidified around their view of not wanting to spend money. Anyway, I think that's an, right. that's actually does that happens a lot in different ways. Definitely. And arguments and breakdowns. and Yeah. Yeah. So an exercise that probably isn't original necessarily to John Martini, but that he recommends couples do that, that I found really helpful is really studying how my partner living in her values really supports me to live in my values and vice versa. As opposed to what I, what we found a lot of couples doing is arguing about who's going to live underneath whose value system. This is a really important point about how to support each other to fully express ourselves in the world versus complaining sometimes about our partner not having the values that we have. Exactly. So how would you suggest if somebody is bumping up against that with that with their partner, how would you suggest that they get more aligned or resolve that? Well, I think there are two first steps that seem really important. One is to get really curious about your partner's values, to get to know them and try to, as we've talked about in previous episodes, listen generously, bring a lot of curiosity to their process. How did they come to get so interested in, uh, let's say, fiscal responsibility? Or what fears are dominating their mindset such that they feel like they need to be clamping down on that. I think there's a lot of different avenues inside of that. Yeah. And you could say the same about this other example of physical fitness being a value. What are the fears that are surrounded around that? Yeah. Oh, um, you're not going to live long enough for us to have a long and abundant amount of time together, for example. Because someone might die early, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then we really like this process of looking at for me, how does Krista living in her values really support me to live in my values and vice versa? Do you have an example that you can share about are we in relationship to that? Sure. So for example, you have educated me about how much you enjoy nurturing and training our dogs, you know, being a mom to our dogs. <laughs> and that value that you have on raising the dogs training them and treating them, brushing their teeth, all the things that you do for them really helps me, for example, to have the experience of having dogs without the things that stress me out about having dogs. Like what? Like feeling like I'm burdened by the amount of time it takes to train them. Mm -hmm. So for me to have the privilege of being in a secondary position with the dogs is really helping me to use my time to do things that I'd rather be doing. Yeah, that's a good example. So that's one thing is understanding the benefit of having different values and getting in there and having conversations about that and sharing where our values come from and why we hold them so strongly. And I think usually when I get in there with you about things I don't understand about your values, it's really helpful because I feel like, oh, I feel like I can look from behind your eyes and have a whole different perspective that I wasn't generous enough to imagine was true. Instead, I was just putting like a, what the heck, why is he so interested in that kind of filter on my experience of you? So I can offer that you might find that there's more similarity in your values than differences once you get into that process. And you might find that at the core of your we, there's actually some pretty 
fundamental basic values that both of you care about. Right. And people who have values that are very incompatible probably aren't going to have a lot of affinity to be with each other. I mean, there can be a lot of polarity. There can be a lot of differences in a couple. And that can be really beautiful and enlivening. But if the value systems are completely off away from each other, then there's probably not going to be all that much desire to create something together. I'm thinking about one person who, for example, really likes to drink alcohol and drink a lot of alcohol. And the other person doesn't like to drink alcohol. And in that scenario, I think it can be pretty hard for people when there's an impact such as the state and quality of our we, of our relationship, of our interpersonal connection gets impacted by a substance that one person's like, no, no, no. Like I, I just love my two or three cocktails at nighttime. And the other person's like, I don't love to be around you when you're having your two or three cocktails at nighttime. And then that can be a really hard place. That can also be, if the person is willing, a big entry point to go into, to be like, what are you seeking inside of getting another drink or a drink at all? Like, what are you actually wanting? Oh, I'm wanting like a state change. I'm wanting to feel better. If the partners are willing, then it's like, okay, well, can we just explore this a little more and find ways that we can still get that relief for you or that state change, but not have it be about something that actually disconnects us? And again, like you were saying, not everybody's going to be on board for doing something like that. That's a great example. I think about couples who maybe when they're younger and the kind of like prevailing community vibe is going out a lot, going to parties or going to the bars or doing whatever, and or maybe that's how you met. And then in some couples, there's one person who still wants to do that and the other person is like growing up, maybe <laughs> growing out of that, I guess, maybe is a way to say it. You can see my bias here. <laughs> and then there's a question about like, do we want the same thing? And so that becomes a really important conversation to have. Right. And do we want the same thing and or how can we meet both of our needs inside of these differing desires? So then I think that right. leads us to more of the agreement conversation of right. turning the values into agreements that can help support everybody's needs getting met. Exactly. So let's take a quick break and when we come back, we'll talk about that process. We'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to take a quick break to let you know about a gift we created for you and your partner. We compiled our top 10 relationship agreements, agreements that have been so powerful in supporting the success of our partnership that we even turned them into our wedding vows. These agreements help us stay connected, growing, and thriving as a couple, and they've been critical to help us create a kind of we that's way beyond what we've ever experienced before. You can download this free gift at kristavanderveer.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-A-V-A-N-D-E-R-V-E-E-R.com. Also, if you enjoy our podcast, it would be so meaningful to us if you left us a rating and review. Not only does it help others find us, but it gives us critical feedback on how we're doing. Thanks in advance. And now back to the episode. Welcome back. Before the break, we were talking about values and the next step in our perspective, once you have a value, whether it's a shared value between the two of you, or you want to work with individual values with each other, is to turn that into something that, is, that can actually be 
actionable. So if you have a value, for example, of transparency, it's awesome to be like, yeah, we really value transparency and that's how we do relationship. But you don't have anything to actually put into action around that. It's just like a poster on the wall that, you know, people walk by at the water cooler. Then how is it getting into your system? How are you holding each other accountable to that? And so the next step would be to create an agreement about how you're bringing that into your system, into your we. And that agreement is most robust when it's an agreement to take an action. Right. Yeah, you can have values at the wazoo, but if you're not taking action, you're not going to be feeling it. You're not going to be living it. Right. So for example, with transparency, the agreement might be that we won't withhold anything from each other. Like, let's agree to that. If we really want to take that on, here's what it means. And here's what we're agreeing to. And then the next step, if you both agree to that, is that you're going to be fulfilling on that agreement by taking action when you notice something's being withheld from your partner, for example. And then that's when the agreement comes into action. And if you or your partner are not doing that agreement, you're not fulfilling on those actions, then it's not going to be living inside of your system in the way that you probably intended to. Right. It's too easy to slip by, like something's popping up in the wallpaper of your world and you aren't noticing it. And it's just like a glimmer of like, oh, I need to tell Will that. But then it's like something you don't want to talk about. So it kind of goes away easily. (laughs) (laughs) This one's a good one, transparency, because there's so many ways that we can avoid or manipulate or distort what is being shared with our partner. And if you look closely, I think it's universal in human nature that we want to be perceived in a positive, lovable, desirable light, you know? So we're automatically going to unconsciously suppress things that we think our partner might be disgusted by or repelled by or whatever. So it's a good one. It's a good practice, transparency. Yeah. Because every time that we share something that's vulnerable like that, that we're pretty convinced our partner's going to run away and freak out about when they don't do that. And when they respond with, oh, wow, look at you fulfilling the commitment of transparency, you're putting money in the bank of your we because you're building that trust and that um, security in your relationship. Yeah, really well said. Another value might be connection to really feel connected with each other. And so then it's just like looking together to be like, okay, here are the things that we do or that we don't do that we should be doing that really help us feel connected. And so how do we turn turn the value of connection into something that can be operationalized, such as we want to have dinner every night together? together. <laughs> I mean, that would be a hard one to fulfill, <laughs> but maybe somebody would want that, you know, or we want to have, we want to sit down and have our tea and coffee in the morning before we start the day. We make that agreement or whatever it looks like mm-hmm. for your we specifically, because everybody's so different. Like what is going to really help you feel connected? Right. And then, you know, if you're, let's just say, for example, you're not up for the tea and coffee in the morning to connect, then going back to the the value and understanding, okay, well, what's really wanted here is deep connection every day with each other, for example. Mm-hmm. What other agreements can be made to fulfill the value in a different way? Exactly. So our suggestion is if you're wanting to look at the values of your relationship to do that, but then make sure that you turn them into something that you can actually 
participate with each other and have fun together and really develop that into a beautiful expression of how the two of you actually live and breathe together. And uh, to discover together your own unique way as a couple that you fulfill that agreement with each other, which another couple might have the value of transparency and, you know, practice completely differently how they do that. So it's a fun way to explore. Exactly. And if you're interested in more about how to create agreements, we have episode 65, which talks about the three different types of agreements we suggest for intimate partnerships and then how to create those agreements. And then episode 66 talks about what happens when one partner doesn't keep the agreements and what do you do then? So we hope that all of these are super helpful for your we, and we thank you so much for listening. Anything you want to add before we go, Will? No, it's a great topic. Thanks for the question. Yeah. Thank you, listener. We so appreciate all of you. Have a great rest of your week and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found this content valuable, please follow this show and share it with your partner or other key collaborators. If this show has sparked an interesting conversation based on these topics, we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram at Art of We Podcast. And we'll see you next time when we explore what it means to be better together, like butter and toast on the Art of We.